Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, morning Russell. Russell. Good morning, good morning everyone. everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day. We thank you for this opportunity to come to you. We thank you for that call that you place upon our lives, Lord. Every single morning you call us by name, but you also have a greater calling. Will you assign us a part, a role in your kingdom? Each one. And for that you have placed gifts on our lives, Lord. We thank you for your mercy upon us that you are ever willing to forgive and you renew that mercy for us every morning. We come to you in humble surrender, Lord. Emptying ourselves out of all our crowns, our pride, our ego, all our personal achievements, everything else on which every little peak on which we stood and looked down on others. We surrender it to you, Lord, this day. And we ask for forgiveness. We ask for filling of your grace, Lord. To look upon others with eyes that honor them and bless them. And we thank you that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. So that in this place of prayer, Father, today, as we emerge out of it, we go with your presence in all humility, with gratitude and love in our hearts. And we share it with others, Lord. We share it, that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family, with all those that do not yet personally know you, all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you, and with all those for whom we are praying this day. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits, Father. That your presence be made known to them. That you are revealed to them in a way that it brings transformation in their lives as well. And as we make our prayer, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The most high, the lifter of men. The Elohim Adonai, Lord of Lords. The God of Abraham who always honors faith. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus. The one who taught us that faith. The one who taught us to call God our father. So that we could relate to him out of that relationship. And not live in fear, but approach out of love. Not as a God who only judges and punishes, but a God who is infinitely loving and merciful. Our rock, our refuge, you see, the Lion of Judah, the one who leads us in the day of battle, and the one who has given us all authority in heaven and on earth, so that we might command in every situation of confrontation, knowing that the one that we are confronting has already been defeated in the battle once and for all. And we speak out of the authority coming from that victory. His victory. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life. The hand of the father. The one who reveals the deep and secret things. Who heals our backsliding. Who is our comforter, our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener and our standby. The name of the Holy Spirit. 
the Spirit of God the Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit and with the gift of prayer. The three ingredients that bring about any new creation, every miracle. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the angels with destiny help us. That they might minister to us in all the areas where we fall short in times of our challenges. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every physical provision. With roof over our heads that protect us from extreme weather. Work of our hands, food on our table. You have blessed us with family, with friends, people that care about us. No matter the circumstance, they stand close. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you said you will never leave us. You will always be with us even unto the end of time. In Matthew 28, towards the end. You gave us your spirit for that. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, a cover and seal, every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Jesus. Believing that that clothes us with righteousness. That is what washes us away from our sin. And that we declare as our hedge of protection. That blood that has won all victories. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters, any spiritual attacks as well. We command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption from all of these kinds of calamities in the mighty and all-powerful unmatched name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As you proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. Each of us declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Today, I'd like to reflect on Proverbs 18, verse 16, which says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. There's another one that is similar. There's Proverbs 22, verse 29, which says, Do you see a man who is diligent or skillful in his works? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. So that one talks about diligence, and this verse here talks about the gift. Their diligence in some versions can also be interpreted as skill, which again is gift. 
And this is tied to what we've been reflecting in our series on the assignment of money recently in the last few uh, in the last few days. Once we recognize and realize what the position of money should be in our lives, that it should be a resource that should work for us, then we start looking at how to generate it. And we touched on this fact that God puts gifts into each of us. This is taking that thought or that reflection a step further to say, when there are gifts that have been put upon you and you're starting to discern them, you must know that it is that gift now that brings you to whatever your assignment is. That gift that will help you achieve all that you need to achieve as part of your purpose in this life. So it goes back to identifying what is our purpose and then how can I tie these gifts that are given to me to that purpose so that I can fulfill it. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 tells us, and we saw this yesterday as well, it tells us that God has given everyone a special gift, a special and a unique gift. And that gift makes them stand out in the crowd when it comes to that particular purpose. But most of us don't even know or realize that we have a gift. So we often end up thinking that God won't even consider us for it. But he created us in his own image and likeness. And he entrusts us with propagation of the kingdom. But what are we thinking? Is that we need to find something, a job, and then work in a space that may not necessarily align with that purpose or the gift. And that's one of the prime reasons why there is distress. When you look at modern day thinkers who talk about career as well. And these will tell you as well that when you do what you love and then you love what you do out of enjoying that gift that is placed on your life, then you will never have to work a day in your life. And the same is true. So we need to recognize where our calling is. And when you talk about the propagation of God's kingdom and purpose in our life, then we must know that there are certain people whose salvation is tied to you and you alone. That calling has been placed on your life. It is your responsibility, not an option to reach out to them. I've heard of people talk about certain great preachers as well who were converted by a little-known person that never evangelized anymore. That person's job was only to convert this one person and their purpose was fulfilled. It is our responsibility to reach out. Are you stopping that, evangelize, uh, that evangelization from taking place? by not fulfilling your responsibility.
by not utilizing the gift that has been given to you. And it is not only about evangelization, it's also about your own life in the physical. Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. Let's look at what these verses say. It says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Romans 12 verse 6 to 8. You can think the same about your other talents that are given to you in the physical as well. Are you using them? Perhaps music is one of your talents. Speaking is a talent maybe. Sport could be a talent. What are we doing with it? And while we do it or while we watch, Others do it. It is important for us to not be jealous of them or wish that we were as talented as, as they are. We need to learn to look within and discern what is special and unique to us instead of comparing with someone else. The Bible offers us examples like Gideon. He thought he was worthless, short-statured. A man that worked on the threshing floor for wheat. And yet God chose him to lead his army. And then he wrecked havoc among the enemy. And you can read that in Judges chapter 6. God saw him differently to the way man saw him. Is there that kind of a calling on your life that you are ignoring? The other thing to note is that our assignment or our task is specific and the gift is for that task, for that purpose. Mary's task was only to birth the Lord. The Bible has more records on the disciples than on her. Yet we are grateful that she said yes to God that day, even if it was the only thing in her ministry. Likewise, Paul was not one of the 12 disciples. And yet the Bible has more records on him and his letters that are included in the Bible as compared to the other 12. Now back then, who would have thought that a one that persecutes Christians, a Pharisee, would actually be the one to carry the gospel? Yet God saw him and his gift differently. Are we downplaying, belittling, or ignoring the gift that is placed on our life? 
that could have been the, and probably is the key to improvement in your life, but also for the growth and uh, achievement of the ministry that has been placed on you. So you can look at it both ways. Prosperity in the physical and prosperity in your ministry and spiritual as well. What And they might be two different gifts. You can use both. Perhaps it is wisdom. Perhaps it is that intelligence. One that comes up with ideas that can transform and bring new thinking, create change. Going back to that verse in Proverbs 18, verse 16, how does this gift make room for you? When you discern it and you start using it, it is like exercising in the gym. The more we use that gift, the more it grows. If we don't use it, it becomes rusty and obsolete. And as you continue to use it and you prove trustworthy with that gift, that it is not being misused, then God will open doors for you that you could never imagine. And the other thing to remember here is, even if we misuse it, God does not take that gift back. Once given, it is given. It is up to us to discern its use and then fulfill that use in alignment and obedience with God. It's only when we align is when he opens those doors. There might be other doors that open where we use our talents in certain ways, but that is one to destruction. Although it looks like financial prosperity in the shorter term, in the longer term, it can bring destruction. And that's what we were talking about when we looked at those four levels of prosperity and we touched on extravagance there. When you look at certain talented people and how their lives have gone all the way up and then plummeted straight down. And the next thing to do now is for each one of us to start reflecting on your own gift in your place of prayer. Lord, help me identify. Father, show me what is that deposit that you have placed on my life. Now, how would you like me to use it? Is it music or is it in teaching or in business or in promotion? Or in service to others. What is my gift and what is the purpose that it is meant to fulfill? Teach me how to use it, Lord. That I may bring glory to you and to the name. I may bring glory to you in the name of Jesus. We ask for that edification this day, Lord. We ask for that revelation upon our lives. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. especially those that hospitalized that will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are facing division or separation. What you have joined together, 
Lord, let no man and no spirit divide. We pray also for all those that are facing all kinds of yokes, chains, strongholds in their lives. Especially that of ignorance from your word and staying far from it, far from knowing the truth. That of prayerlessness, that of busyness and poverty. That even though we have an inclination towards you, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak in many cases. Lord, we ask for that strength, that grace upon our lives. By the blood of Jesus, we declare every such yoke broken and your grace released upon these lives for that fresh unction to pursue you, Lord, with all our hearts. Knowing that when we pursue you with all our hearts, you will reveal yourself. When we touch upon that gift of salvation, then you make your home within us, tabernacled, to make us temples that carry your presence, Father. And we then know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit, we believe, Lord, that this prayer is an answered prayer. And we release our faith now. Encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandaka <laughs> Is Calabrasta Tabra Cantoke and the Saint Regent Ricketicate. 
Sara <laughs> Sambra <laughs> 
The scripture that's been put on my heart today is from 2 Corinthians 9, 5 and 6. So I thought it necessary to urge the brethren to go on to you before me and arrange in advance for this gift you have promised, so that I may be ready not as an exaction but as a willing gift. The point is this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And we have confirmation of that scripture because the scripture posted in the chat is the very next verse in continuation to Corinthians 9, verse 7, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these reflections in Brother Savio's reflections. And he has also posted a, uh, a good reflection on measurement of success yesterday on our Telegram group. I would encourage you to read that. It's a new series that he has started. He's put it as part one. That talks about measurement of success in our life. You're being blessed by these reflections as well as the Friday Bible teachings and the daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions. Please share links for people to join. You can share the recordings as well. The sessions are aired live on Zoom and YouTube. The links are same for all sessions, including the morning encounters. It's the same link. And the recordings are stored on YouTube, on our Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. Also, a reminder about the Bible study session for tomorrow. Tomorrow's session is going ahead. 
and the topic is a continuation in our series, the third part on implementing spiritual laws. And we will learn in this series how to establish spiritual authority and remain in expectation. And we will also learn our authority as believers and the spiritual law. And then finally, we will learn how to activate spiritual authority. It's a very powerful series that can help change our understanding of what the Bible is trying to teach us and how we can utilize that authority in our place of prayer. Please share it with others. We shall share links for people to join. We shall share these links on our YouTube page, Facebook, as well as on our Telegram group today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, it does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Master. God bless everyone.